Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. That's why I joined the Bra Network. That's the Business Relationships Alliance. Just like a good bra, the Bra Network lifts, gathers, and connects you to other like-minded entrepreneurial women with the knowledge that when we work together, we rise together. For me, the Bra Network provides the community, mentorship, collaboration, and empowerment I was looking for. From business, marketing, and finance courses to curated events to weekly Zoom meetups, the Bra Network works to advance women across the country. If you haven't joined, now's the time. Use your special code, WARRIOR, for your discount and join today at bra-network.com. That's bra-network.com. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. What happens when you see a picture of yourself? Do you judge yourself, your looks, your weight? Or maybe you don't even get in the picture because you're judging yourself so harshly, you won't even allow yourself to be photographed. Here's the truth. When you judge yourself, you also judge others because all judgment stems from self-judgment. It keeps you disconnected from yourself and from others. The truth is you are whole and worthy and enough. Everyone can remember a picture they thought they hated of themselves only to look at it now and say, I looked pretty good. Yes, you did look good then, and you look good now, right where you are. You are enough. Feel that. Today's guest, an amazing photographer, tells us about the importance of releasing her own self-judgment about the way she looks and how she helps other women to do the same. Bottom line, today we are going to release all of that, give ourselves compassion, and we are going to get in the picture. Let's get into it. But first, as some of you may know, I sit on the board of Don't Hide It, Flaunt It a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides proven successful social emotional learning and anti-bullying and empathy building programs for students, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion programming for corporate entities. I'm excited to share with you that this week we are launching our seventh annual flagship education program and contest for elementary and middle school students called Kids Flaunt. The program is developed and marketed in partnership with Scholastic and is available free of charge to elementary and middle school kids in public and private schools nationwide. Kids Flaunt includes a lesson plan that is designed to build vital social emotional learning skills and boost self-confidence as well as a follow-up writing or art activity inspired by Don't Hide It, Flaunt It's theme, the thing that makes me different makes me me. After completing the lesson plan and follow-up activity, teachers or parents are encouraged to submit their students' essays or artwork for the Kids Flaunt Contest and are entered to win prizes. Please visit scholastic.com slash flaunt it for more information 
a lesson plan, activity sheet, and contest entry for Kids Flaunt. Bring it to your school or enter your kid today. That's scholastic.com slash flaunt it. Today on the show, fabulous photographer, Kathy Shu. Kathy is the daughter of immigrants who, as a woman who always felt like an outsider, strives to make women feel comfortable in front of the camera. In her 10 years as a photographer, she has photographed hundreds of women through guided photo shoots that leave them feeling confident and empowered. Kathy's style and approach to portraiture has been embraced by clients such as Walt Disney Imagineering, LA Chamber of Commerce, and scores of entrepreneurs and small business owners. Kathy attributes her nurturing approach to photography to being the daughter of Italian and Argentine immigrants and is never shy about tossing in a when she captures the perfect shot. I love you, Kathy. I'm so excited. Aww. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I mean, now that was an intro. Ah, uh, I that love that. Good. That was a good one for you. Okay, Kathy, I'm so excited. We kind of know each other a little bit because we're both in the bra network. Yes, um, yes. I don't know you that. like super well. So this is going to be like, now we're going to like fall in love. It's like our first Exactly. Date. It's going to be amazing. Okay, I'm I not taking it. you out anywhere though. We're You're not? Zoom. Dang it. I know. <laughs> okay. Tell me about you growing up. I'm so fascinated by this whole daughter of immigrants, the Italian. I'm like imagining the big fat Greek wedding. What what yes. was that like growing up for you? Oh my gosh. It was a lot of loud, loud conversations, a lot of Sunday dinners with family, a lot of it, a lot of people in my business too, definitely, <laughs> for sure. You know, I had uh, my matriarch, the matriarch of the family was my grandmother and we would go see her on Sundays and everyone would get together. Every adult I knew growing up had an accent. That was the kind of the thing. When I started kindergarten, I was, I remember tripping out that the teachers didn't have an accent. I was like, this is weird, you know? And, and so that was my world. My world was my parents will totally embrace the idea of the American dream. They loved that, but they were holding on tight. They were white knuckling their Italian and Argentine values. And Argentine, it was like a pit stop. My grandparents were actually, my mom's parents were born in Italy too. So I'm full-blooded Italian with a little detour in, in Argentina. But it was one of those things where they were not going to let go of that. So a lot of that, my, my cousins, myself, I have two older brothers and I'm the youngest. I'm seven years younger than my second brother, my second oldest brother. And we were, our virtue was going to stay intact we were not going to be exposed to some of the scary things that the American culture was letting their youth do. We were going to be tight like, leash, tight oh, leash. tight leash, tightly. You know, my mom left Argentina in the late fifties and my day, and then she went to Italy and met my dad in 64. And, and they, were th they thought about those countries the way they were back then. They, you know, those countries were just, are just as liberal and changed just as much as America did, but not for them, not in their minds. So that's how they raised their kids. And it was very much like men could do one thing and women could do another. Oh, and so, whole you know. different set of rules for you, Kathy. Oh yeah. And I was the baby. So forget about it. Oh, you're screwed then. You're the baby. Everyone's going to tell you what to do all the time. 
Yes. Yes. And the role I had to play. And so, you know, going, you know, in high school, I wasn't allowed to go, go out and stay out very late. I could not associate with boys. I remember giving my phone number to a, to a a boy that just wanted to be friends with me. And I think it was junior high. He called my house and it was like, what the hell? Who is is this? Yes. No yeah. one is allowed to even ring this phone. No. Yes. Yeah. My dad used to joke, you can date when you're married. <laughs> so I mean, you can date when you're married. Yeah. I might be using that. I might be using that. I might. Because it was that. like, but how? Uh, yeah. It's the catch 22. I, I, I don't think that's bad. I kind of like it. Wait, no. You, there were two girls. I know, I know your father passed when you were 17. So yeah. that, first of all, that is crazy young to lose a, to lose oh. a father. Absolutely. But I'm, I imagine that things really changed for you then. Cause here you were, you were so sheltered. They controlled yeah. every part of your life. So then what in the world happened? Like when he yeah. passed away, what happened? Well, it was, it was kind of crazy. You know, we were, we had a family business, a clothing store that had recently closed, you know, in hindsight, that's what, that's the benefit of aging, right? Is the hindsight. That's the currency we get is we get to see what really happened. And it was the stress of it all, I think, got to him. He had a massive heart attack. And it was one of those things from one day to the next, people thought he had a, it was a car accident because you would never imagine this big gregarious guy just going. So it was like we were running at full speed and then slammed into a brick wall. Ah. So my brothers, God bless them, they picked up the reins, especially my older brother, who will always be an angel in my eyes, that he just took on the mortgage of a 51 year old man and paid all the bills. Imagine that. And he's 27, you know, and he's like, okay, I'm the man of the family. So this is again, the Italian values is like, everyone has to jump into their role. And suddenly here I am about two weeks before I graduated high school. I'm like, oh, am I going to go to that school that I got accepted to? No, I'm going to go to JC because we can't afford that school anymore. So I went to JC plus I had to pay. My dad was so generous. He gave me a car when I was 16. That was a big deal for him. Now I had to pay the payment for that car, you know? And so it was like slowly, but surely all this stuff that, yeah, I had a sheltered life, but all the stuff I was handed, suddenly I had to pay the the price for, mm. you know, I had to work for it. So work became more exciting. And because I got a paycheck than going to school, you know, yeah. I was yeah. one of those things where you're like, well, I don't get paid to go to a general ed math class. I do get paid if I go work at God, I'm going to date myself more than my side part. I worked at the Broadway. If you're like in a Southern California person, you know, it's like a Macy's and oh I went gosh. and worked. I went and worked at the Broadway and it was just one of those things where I suddenly was thrown into the real world. And did you feel overwhelmed or were you proud of yourself or a little of both or? I felt overwhelmed. I I remember friends telling me that I turned, all of a sudden there was like this cloud over me because I didn't know who I was supposed to be because up until then I went off other people's definition of who I was, you know? I had to just be who, okay, you're the youngest daughter in an Italian family. This is what you think. This is what your values are. You know, it is, I think it's a fairly new thing over the last, you know, maybe millennials are doing it with their kids. But I think when we grew up, we're, I'm a Gen Z or I don't know about, about you, but you know, or Gen X, I'm a Gen X, I'm a not Gen, a Gen I Z. I'm a, Gen X. Yeah. I'm a Gen X. And so we kind of just 
automatically adopted our parents' values. You know, it was just one of those things where you it didn't was even like, question it. You didn't really question it. Honestly, you were more worried about what you were wearing than you were worried about social totally. things and yeah. stuff like that. And so when then when you've got to do things for yourself, you're kind of like, oh, do I really believe that? Do I really believe this? Do I really believe that I have to, you know, do I want to judge people on the life choices that they've made? I no, right. not necessarily. And what did you discover? Oh my God. I discovered that I was a freaking hypocrite. <laughs> Isn't that lovely to find out about you? Yeah, yeah, because not only are you a cocky teenager that thinks you know things, even though I was sheltered, I was still a teenager. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, this, oh, that. But then I started to realize, crap, you know, I started to really live life and make decisions for myself. And I realized that it wasn't fair to judge people on, on things just on face value. And I still, you know, I love my family dearly, but I still have family members that are coming from a place of like, well, it's a hard line. This is what it is. And it's black and white. And it's black and white. And, yeah. and, you know, they can have that. And I have to find that, that line of going, okay, well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Some things like politics, we're just not going to talk. We're about just not going to talk about. Exactly. We're not going to talk about that. Um, so yeah. then switching gears, how, sure. how did you get started in photography? Like what was the career path? Did you kind of try some things before that? Or were you always sort of a person that like loved to be behind the lens or what was the story there? Oh no. You know, the funny part about it is I feel like it is, we are, we're kind of fed this, this lie that you should know what you want to be right out of the gate. And that it's, and it's not fair because I didn't, I worked retail for years, years and years. And I was like, this sucks. I don't like this. And then I went into marketing. I transitioned and went into marketing. And then I met my husband, had my kids. And one day it was like, as a gift, I got this great camera. It was like, instead of a point and shoot, I got this Ferrari of a camera. And I thought, well, I'm not going to treat it like a point and shoot. I'm going to learn about it. And I've never been the historian. I'm not. And so it's funny that a lot of people will, when I, especially when I started out in photography, people would come to me and be like, well, can you take pictures at the party? And I'm always the one that's like, this is a great moment. Someone should take a picture. Oh, should I do it? Yeah. <laughs> me? I, me? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not the historian. And I realized that really quick because I would take photographs of my kids and I love that, but I just, I was more fascinated about the camera and what I could do with it. And so I started to go online and I went to the University of YouTube, you know, and I just started like, let me look, let me see. I joined this online website called Creative Live. I flew up to Seattle, did a week long program with them. I did a 365 project, which is basically you take a photo a day and it challenges oh. you. Yeah. For a whole year. Oh, and I it love challenges, that. Yeah. It challenges you to be creative and actually put it out there and post. Well, six months into it, I started getting people messaging me like, would you photograph this for me? I'll pay you. Would you photograph that for me? And I was like, oh my gosh, it was the first time in my life that I was doing something that was really fun. And it felt like that's what I wanted to do. When everybody was watching Mad Men and really into all that, I'm watching videos on exposure. I was like, oh, going? <laughs> going deep on exposure. I was going deep on exposure, you going know, deep on exactly. exposure. <laughs> and lighting and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and so I started doing that. And then my hobby started to transform into a business and then all hell broke out. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. I told you, Kathy, that 
when I, you sent me your picture. So everybody, before they come on this podcast, I, I send some, you know, kind of questions. I kind of try to do some pre-interview a little bit. I try to figure out what are the questions I really want to know and share with this audience of, of warrior women. And you sent me your pictures and listen, you are like my 50 something podcast. Okay. Love it. I you love sent it. me your pictures and I was enraged. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, good. what? the living hell are these pictures? I was like, these are the most, it was like you'd been photographed for Vogue. I was like, what? The actual hell. I was like, I became enraged. I was like, what are these pictures? And then when we popped up on the Zoom, one of those pictures popped up and I was like, oh, she did it again. She did not do that again. Now I have to take pictures with you. Like now you've you've tortured me with your beautiful photographs. Well, there you go. Again, think how many photographs I have received. Yeah. I've never said this to anyone. See, anybody. I love it. I'm feeling, uh, you know, I'm puffing out my wings here. I'm feeling a little good. My peacock oh, feathers feel are really. <laughs> feel my love, because it is true. I so, love it. So Thank when you. you take pictures of women, I mean, so this is what I also imagine, right? Like, I'm going to come shoot with you. Listen, I'm a ham a little bit. I will ham it up. Yeah, I love it. Inside, I'm a little nervous. Like, am I looking good? Do I, how yeah. do I move my body? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, you kind of feel the pressure. So- when you take pictures of women, what is the kind of biggest barrier you feel like to getting a great shot? Because I know you want them to look good. So yes. what, what is the biggest well, kind of, but how do you go through it? With I, them? You know what? I think the thing about it is that every woman believes the lie that they have to be photogenic. It is not your job to be photogenic. So you have this pressure. It's not your job. It's my job. That's my job. And yeah, a lot of times you'll get in front of, of photographers and you'll be out there just flailing, <laughs> just trying to, to like, okay, I think I'm doing it. And it's hard because you're in your head and your mind is racing and we're not nice to ourselves. Believe me, I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. So I know, and I have forced myself to get in front of the camera. There are other photographers that I've worked with that I know that feeling. And I want to do that because I want to always remember what my clients are thinking, which is uh, for me, it's like, oh God, I got this horse smile. I got to be careful. I don't do that. I did this. Everybody's got something that they don't like. And what I do is I just keep talking to you. I treat the photo shoot like a conversation. So we talk, I let you ham it up. I go and you, you know, if we're cracking up and laughing. I'm not going to get that smile where you're like, you know, you've got the mimosas coming out your nose at brunch with your friends. I'm not going to get that one, but yeah. I'm going to get the one that's coming down from that. So we get that nice connection and that beautiful smile. And I walk you through it. That's why I call it a guided photo, photo shoot. You never feel alone, which... Right. You shouldn't, whenever you hire a professional for anything, you should never feel like you have to come knowing what's going on. That you is have to- so true. That is so true. You're like, it's not, when you said, I was trying to let you talk because I, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. also thinking of my audio clips, Kathy, and what I want to have. <laughs> I hear you. So I'm trying to let you talk. But when you said, it's not your job to be photogenic, you almost made my head pop off. Yeah. I was yeah. like, it's not my job to be photogenic. No, it's your job to make me look like I am. And that takes the pressure off me. It does. It does. And I love that. You have to be able to say, this is what my insecurity is. So that's why it's a whole relationship thing. Yeah, it's, it is. It, a you, you have to be able to, and that's my job as well, is to talk to my clients about what their insecurities are. And then I work through that 
during the session and, and talk to them and know that I'm so that they can sit there knowing I'm taking care of them and posing them through it, but then making them look like they're natural. I mean, you're sore as hell the next day after a photo shoot with me because I put you in these weird positions, but they look good. But they look good. And that's what's important. Okay. Yeah. So you have two daughters. How, how old are your, are your daughters? My daughters are 14, just turned 14 and one's about to turn 11. So I've got a okay. two and a tween. Yes. I have the same. Yay. I've got Landon at 14 and I got Coco who's by the way, went oh. to school for the first time. And I don't know how many years. Yeah, I've got one. Hasn't it been five years of the pandemic? I think it's Oh my God. I think we're going on year five or six. I think it's year five. I think it's year five. But she walked out the door and I walked in her room, 11, okay, turning 12. And she like put something on the bed. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing. And I go, what is that? She goes, mascara. And I look at her eyes and she's done the mascara. And I go, first of all, don't think that- you can get away with this game with me. I yeah. invented this game. Right, exactly. I, I invented it. I know how to do this game. So no need to hide anything from mama. Right. But I said, I will allow your 11-year-old booty to go to school with the mascara because it's your first time in five years. Yeah, exactly. But you're not doing the mascara every day. And she was no. like, okay. And I was like, yes. And she was like, well, it's a special occasion. I'm like, it is. But next time you ask me, you don't sneaky sneak. And she was yeah. like, okay. I know. And it's complicated, right? You don't want to think like, I, I grew up with this idea. You got to have your face on before you leave the house. I got to go to the grocery store. I still have to put something on my face oh. before I leave the house. Uh-huh. There's no way. Yes. And I, I know that's because, you know, my mother was like, are you going to do your hair? Again? <laughs> <laughs> or are you I'm just like, going to walk around like that? Did it. <laughs> are you just going to walk around like that, Kathy? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. Is that what people are wearing right now? <laughs> what? Is this the look? Or yeah. I don't know. And you know, you're reading through the lines. It's like, jeez, oh. I look like crap. Oh my but god. Yeah. Wait, but back to your daughters before we go on a total tangent. I love us right now. Um, you have we're like at a lunch right now, you and me. Like, I know. We're on our I date. Love we're on our it. date. So <laughs> I know. Thank God you live close to me because we're gonna go on a real date. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a second date for sure. <laughs> you're getting a rose. You're getting the rose tonight. So yes. let's just be real. And you won't even have to go to the fantasy suite with me. So just oh, thank you. I would never degrade you. No like group that. date. We can just do it. Oh, no group date. You're getting an individual date. <laughs> and not just because of the pandemic, but in general. You have two daughters. You say they were yeah. ra- that you were raised, and you already talked about it a little bit, in this oh, yeah. kind of fear-based house. So I want you to explain how you were raised with this fear, this fear-based house, and but why you're trying to do it differently with your daughters. Well, okay. So, you know, the idea growing up, just to give you an idea of how I had had things, it was always about be careful because of this. My, I would go visit my grandmother and she would say, did you hear about that girl that was abducted? Did you hear? I mean, <laughs> you know, it was, bad. and the new stranger danger was everywhere. It was be careful, be careful. Don't do this. What if this happens? There's an expression in Italian called la bella figura. And it is basically your image. It's keeping up good appearances, right? And so you, that is huge. You don't want, you don't want to air your dirty laundry with anybody. You don't, what will people think is the underlining thing of every decision. So it's not just fear. It's the looking good. Like it's don't, looking good. don't ruin the perfect picture. No, it's got, everything's got to look perfect for the outside world and don't get hurt. Don't let something bad happen. So you walk around kind of always worrying about the other shoe is going to drop. 
life is great. I'm whistling around down the road and suddenly, you know, an anvil is going to fall out of the sky and knock me down, you know? And so with my girls, I, I always, God bless my husband, but I used him because he had a totally different upbringing than I did. I use him as a touchstone because I, you know, I tend to default into fear, right? And so I don't want to do that with them. I also don't want to go to the negative where, you know, my daughter is like, mom, you know, I got, I, I got nine out of 10 on my math quiz and this and that. I don't want to be like, well, which one did you miss? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you get it? Why didn't you get 10? <laughs> which I have to say, I got to fight that. I hate it, but I got to fight that. So she doesn't hear it, but in my head, I hear it. So my thing is I do not want to raise girls that live in fear. I want them to make decisions based on this strength and this power and come out of positivity instead of fear-based decisions or what will people think? Because that's also fear. What will people think? It's that idea that I got to make my decisions for the community and not for myself. Yeah. That's BS because by the just a side note, nobody really cares that much about you. Everybody's right. worried about themselves. I want them to go in the world and be like, is this good for me? You know, yeah, you can have nerves and this and that, but you gotta be, you, they gotta make those decisions in life that are, are, is this good for me? Is this what I want to do? You yeah. know? And, and we and talked about this a little it's bit. It's a challenge. Too. Like the, the ironic of the anvil's going to fall on your head. Like I told you my, every time yeah. I went skating, my mother's like, don't fall through the ice. And I was like, well, now I really want to go. Yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah. Let me just go right exactly. now. That's so fun. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, but, and by the way, I try not to do this to my kids too, but I think I can sometimes hear it. Like, well, I hope you don't die. Like, oh. I mean, it's just so stupid. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, it is ironic, right? All they're doing yeah. is like the piano's going to fall on you. Watch out. And then your dad dies, which is uh, yes. the worst possible thing. Oh. So then the yeah. worst possible fear came true. Yeah, it was you like a yourself, self-fulfilling I spent all my time worrying about the anvil coming. And, then and it the did. Thing, and then the real thing happened. It's, it's almost like you have to say to yourself, I'm not going to worry about the anvil coming because it's coming either way. It's, it's going to come. Right. Something's going to come. But like, I can't live right. every day like it's coming. Right. 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 And that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh, it's real. It does come. Life is a, a bitch. Sorry. Can I say that? Yeah, say it, girl. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You know, and it was kind of like, but you know, unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, actually, fortunately, life isn't a bitch. It's that if you're sitting there waiting for that and focusing on that, then yeah, it is. Because right. I suffered all this time and everyone worries about this all this time. It's like you're mourning before you're even mourning, you know, before it even happens. Right. And so it took me so long, Liz, to get out of that, to get mm -hmm. out of that mindset that something bad was going to happen. Or if I did this, something bad was going to happen. If I thought this, or if I acted a certain way, somehow I would change the direction of my life in terms of good or bad happening to me. And we all know that, you know, whether you go down the right path in your life or the wrong path, you're still going to be met with challenges. You know, you're still going to be met with obstacles, but those obstacles can either be a speed bump or they can be a wall and that you got to decide what is it, yeah. you know? And well, that's the other and, thing too. You really like, you think about that and you, you have to live every day. Like, like it's awesome and amazing because, you know, again, the bad things are going to come, but you don't want to live a life where you're like, bad things are coming. Like, yeah, know, exactly. 
You don't want to yeah. be the doom, the doom voice, but you really can. I mean, you had post-traumatic stress. Of course you're going to be like looking over your shoulder. Yeah. I mean, when something like that happens to you, it takes a good lot. I mean, I've had many, you know, on the floor moments and yeah. after those things happen, you're grateful to be back up. But then I swear to God, you hear one thing. You're like, what was that? Yeah. You know, like, cause you just yeah. feel like it's something else is coming. Like it's, it's, yeah. you know, it takes a long time to kind of relax into like, it's okay. It's okay. Well, also, have you ever heard that story about, I think it's like a story about this man who goes across, these two men go across a river. They have to cross a river and this family comes up and they can't, they got a donkey, they got to cross this river, right? And it's the analogy of life and having hardship. Well, one of the men says, I can help you. I'll carry the donkey across. And the other man is like, dang, you can carry a donkey. He's carrying, <laughs> gets him across the river, gets him across the river. And this might be an Italian story, but anyway, they go leave, go separate ways. The two men go on their journey. The family goes on their journey. And the other man that didn't carry the donkey is like fixated. I can't believe it. I can't believe you did that. Wow. You carried that donkey across the river. Finally, the man that did it turns to him and said, you know, I carried the donkey across the river and put him down. And that was it. You're still carrying that donkey. And it just, I remember hearing that from my mentor, my beloved mentor, godmother, who told me this story. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I can't. It's like, you got to deal with it, put it down by the side of the river and then move on. Oh, wow, girl. That's some deep shit right there on top. I honestly, like that was really, I'm going to remember that. That's a great visual because you're right. Right? It's like carrying a donkey when you have a really horrible time. And you're right. You got to put putting it, it down. down. You got to put it down. Yeah. Oh and my God. That's on. a good, that's a good lesson. I'm never going to forget that story. I know you, you told me, we talked about a little bit in our pre-interview about worthiness. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of women, a lot of women struggle with the word worthiness thing. And my God, here they are coming to you, you know, yeah. probably struggling with that and be like, please make me beautiful, Kathy, please. <laughs> um, but what, what did that, look like? And how did you overcome some of that worthiness stuff? I think it was a little bit of it was time was time. And, and, and like I, I said, hindsight, looking back and being like, you know what? I judged myself so hard as a young girl. And as a young woman, I was so hard on myself. I think we've all done that thing where we look back at pictures and we remember I thought I was fat in this. I remember when I took this picture, I thought I was fat or I thought I was whatever. And you're like, dang, I was hot. You know, what was I thinking? And so I started to realize when I was photographing women and I could see them and see how beautiful they were and they would come. I would would get all types of women. And I honestly really forced myself to look at them as pure as I can and see like, oh my God, you've got gorgeous eyes. I am going to focus on that and see how beautiful that is. That's what I noticed. And if you're fixated on your chin or your arm or something like that, for me, I can't believe it. I'm like, what are you talking about? No one else sees that. So I learned, especially through work, I learned to just accentuate those things that are positive. And if you focus on the stuff that is good, all the bad stuff kind of starts to fade away. And personally, I just, I started to do it with myself. 
you know, don't get me wrong. I have those days. I look at myself. And go, oh, uh. No, everybody <laughs> has those. Days. That's normal. You know, That's normal. but it's what you focus on grows, right? What is that room? Roomy? Uh, whatever you focus yeah. on becomes. Yeah. Yeah. True. And, yeah. and that was the thing. And, and I learned through my clients, I started to realize I would get gorgeous women. I mean, go- like empirically gorgeous, you know, those women that you're like, oh, son of a gun. Yeah. You're just, yeah. Go- and the biggest insecurities, so insecure. I don't like my smile like this, just a micro different, right? You know, just slightly different. And I did not see it. And I thought, wow, it's all of us. It's all of us, no matter what, you know? Yeah. But then I would get women that maybe you would say, okay, you know, she's got a few pounds to lose or whatever, this and that, that she obviously wants to do that, but confident and beautiful. And, and you couldn't, you can't help but see that beauty shine through. And you're like, damn, that is right. And they are beautiful. I sit there and I edit these photos and I do this very gentle retouching on photos. And I'm like, God, this woman is gorgeous. I can't help but feel that. And that's energy that I apply when I look at those photos and I work on those photos as well, because I'm like, I think they're gorgeous. And and confidence is there's nothing sexier than confidence. I mean, hundred percent, a woman that comes in a room, like she knows where she's going and she's never been in there in her life. I'm like, look at that one. Right. I love that so much. So So that if I can, if I can make you feel confident when you come see me, then that's great. Cause then it's like, you can read it off of me and you can walk out feeling really great. But yeah, I work on it all the time. And that's the thing. That's how I've overcome it is just trying to be like, yeah, I need to focus on the good switch over, you know, cause I always want to go down that dark rabbit hole and it, I got to turn it around. It's not, it's no good. And no. like back to my girls, it's like, what am I teaching them? What am, what example am I showing them? You right. know, they can see a little bit of the dark because I got to see it exists, but not a lot. Yeah. You want to show them that you feel good in your skin, that you love yourself, that you respect yourself, all the things so that they will do the same. Yeah. I mean, I one thing I love that Coco really knows is she really knows that I love women, that I'm yeah. on this podcast talking to women, that I love to spend time with women. I want to get to know women. And I love that yes. she's getting a front row seat to that because I want her to understand that having relationships with women who just cheer you on is the most wonderful thing in the world. And that's how she should be to other women and how women should be to her. And when they're, you know, if that you don't bark up the wrong tree, you know, go to the women that are right. cheering you on, go to the women that love you and respect you and treat you great. It's true. You want them to have a front row seat to the good things, you know, not that yeah. there's not bad things. There's always bad things, but again, yeah. front row seat to the good things. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we grew up in a different world, right? We grew up in a world where there was one spot at the top. And so it was a lot of clawing to the top and kicking people off of the ladder. And we know that's not the case anymore. Yeah. You know, it's that there's so much room at the top for all of us so that I'm really excited for them to be able to live in a world where they can have supportive women in their life, that they can have that from the get-go. Yes. And you know what? You're making me think, you know, when we were, we were growing up, it's Dallas, you know, Dynasty, yeah. uh, Melrose Place. There was always oh, yeah. women killing other women yeah. to get the man, get the money, get the job. And I feel yeah. like that was just the messaging we got, right? Like that it's woman against woman. Like, oh, uh-oh, here comes this one coming in. You better, uh-huh. rather than saying, 
here comes this one coming and I can't yeah. wait to get to know that one. It was like, oh, here comes this one. She's going to take your man. She's going to take your stuff. She's going to take your money, take your job. I mean, isn't it funny? Like that's yeah. how you grew up with that messaging. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and it's starting to seep through where we're starting in hindsight, we're starting to see this, like the whole Britney Spears thing that's come out, all these things are coming out where we're also seeing, Ooh, gosh, I was a little harsh judging. I don't even know Britney Spears, you know, I, but I was harsh when I, I remember thinking she was crazy for what she was doing. I didn't know what was going on. Why was I judging her? Yeah. What, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we had this, that I think that our, us you know, Gen Xers. No, are we Gen X? Yeah, we're Gen X. I get yeah, all these letters. I, think we're Gen X. <laughs> yeah, we're I mean, Gen there's X. so many letters. I'm like, which one am I? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Who am I? Am I Z, Y, X? I don't know. It's over a lot. <laughs> um, tell me what is next for you? What exciting projects and stuff are going on? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm doing things that are exciting only to me, which are like a new website, things like that are happening. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited because now it's, I've got something that's really interactive for my clients so that they can see what the whole process is about. So that's coming out pretty soon. I'm also really, to be honest with you, just plain and simple. I'm last year was such a struggle, but I've managed to really do well in spite of it. I had a lot of breakthroughs personally and and professionally, I kind of got out of this mindset of limitations. And so now that we're coming into things might be looking a little better, I am so excited to hit the ground running and be like, oh my gosh, what we can do without, you know, one hand tied behind our back. So doesn't that make you kind of Makes yes. you think, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. You're right. You know? it's like now we can actually do things without one hand tied behind our back. That's so true. Cause we just yeah. were like coming in with one hand because it was just too crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you're right. You're right. So things are definitely just, turning around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And doing more things like this. I, 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 I'm new to the podcast world. I'm new to speaking engagements and getting my story out there. And I'm just excited to do it. It's, it's I'm fun. so glad you did it with me. Like, this is so great. I'm, I really, I've, I've loved our talk. Oh, it's the speed round time, Kathy. <laughs> I'm ready. You've reached the speed round portion of this game show. Okay, what is your cocktail of choice? Oh gosh, it's a tie between a dirty martini or an old fashioned. Okay, that's me and my husband. That's hilarious. I'm the dirty martini, he's the old fashioned. So you're love, perfect for us. I love Again, it. And <laughs> this is why you're getting the rose. Thank you. Mantra or quote you live by? People value me and the work that I do. I say it over and over. Can we just all say this? Uh-huh. People value me and the work that I do. Yeah. Yes, more yes. What makes you feel unstoppable? Oh, when I'm in my groove, when I'm in the middle of a photo shoot and I know I can feel that my client is just relaxing into it and feeling good and hearing finally hearing the compliments I'm giving them and the direction I'm giving them and they're believing it and I'm having that breakthrough. Oh, it's it's like a a shot of dopamine for me. I love it. I love it. Mm, super yummy. I love yeah. it. What are you most proud of? Uh, well, you know, I got, I, I, the obvious is my, my two beautiful girls, obviously. Right. And, and I'm proud of how I've been a mother to them. That is huge for me. So I, that is, that's huge. And then professionally it's, I've, this year marks 10 years I've been in business. I am. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. I celebrate that anniversary. Yeah, exactly. I know. Let's okay. Drinks. What is exciting you the most right now? 
right now, I think we've kind of talked about it. What's exciting me is that is this year it's coming on this feeling of freedom a little bit. I feel like, uh, like I'm 16 and I just got my car, you know, it's like, I can, I'm free. I can go drive. I can go somewhere. You're 16 and you just got your car and you can go anywhere you want. Yeah. Be back by 11. (laughs) You have to be home by 11. (laughs) You cannot be home at 11, but you've got your car. Go wherever that's you want. The ma- that's the mask part. <laughs> that's the mask. That's the mask. And put your mask on. And put your mask on. <laughs> oh so my I'm God. So Amazing. Well, <laughs> I love you. I'm so glad we did this today. This is like going to be the best part of my day. These podcasts are always the best part of my day, but really I've loved having you on. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. This has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I, and I got a rose. What can I say? Got the rose, girl. <laughs> so we're going to hang out. I'm taking pictures with you, number one. Number two, we are going to be hanging out outside of this. And hopefully, oh, well, go ahead, person, call. Oh, my God, mom, mom. mom. Ooh, how dare she? Your mother interrupted this. I'm podcast. so sorry. Because we were talking mom, about Mom, her ears, yeah. Her, it. her ears were burning. She's like, God bless it. I'm Kathy. Kathy. Kathy, what are you telling stories about me? About? I mean, if that's not the funniest thing, you think I'm cutting that out, I will oh, not. Oh, no. That's Ma, not Ma, you made it on Sorry. the podcast, Ma. You made it. That's your little dream. You tried to warm your way in. Guess what? You're on. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy, I love you. Okay, well, everybody's uh, going to learn all about you. I'm going to put all your stuff in the show notes and how they can take pictures with you. And by then, I think your fabulous new website will be. Up. Yeah, I think so. So, anyway, yeah. Kathy, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify if you enjoyed the show. And please leave us a positive review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.